Podcast Nine. I'm Gerard Peralta, and I'm Kevin Peterson, and I'm Ryan Benoit, and this is Serial Podcast Nine. Tonight we're going to talk about how not to age out of the car scene, how you can get old and still have fun with cars, why people get out of cars, uh, and all sorts of stuff like that. I guess it seems like a silly topic, but it affects over, I don't know, how many people a year. <laughs> Well, Give us the stats, Ryan. Come on. Probably like 365 million, I'd say. Geek yeah. out, bro. I mean, the percentage <laughs> of our friends that are getting out of cars, I would say well over 50% for sure. There's a ton of people always getting out of cars, but yeah. that it seemed like before there was an equal amount of people always getting into cars. Cars, I guess, are maybe in today's day and age a little bit stupid. So you have to be kind of a bit of an idiot to get fully into cars. I think cars have always been stupid but it hasn't stopped us but less stupid because now there's like electric and environment and right you know whoa and like the car the car can drive itself so like you could just be doing business or playing cod so like why why are you going to pay attention to driving you know yeah i mean you could be you could be a pro drifter in a in the sim fucking world too man like why are you gonna have a real car when you just have a sick rig and better for the environment Yeah. It's like we just solved climate change, you guys. <laughs> I just mean in, in you know, in 2021, there's a, a vast myriad of things other than cars to do versus in, you know, 2002 when, you know, half the shit didn't even exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or back in like before that, you know. Uh, the three of us are old-ish. Like we're not super old, but we're getting there. I can say that I don't know if I have any friends that are older than Gerard that are into import cars. I've he's like an anomaly to me because most of the people I know <laughs> have gotten out of the car scene probably around the time they hit like 30 or so. You see like a drop off. And Kevin has crossed the 30 year old threshold. You're what did we have to I think I, I think I'm 35. Mm, the time on your watch still says you're 35, <laughs> which is great. And so, you, how old, Ryan? How old are you? Uh, I am 36 still. Okay. And so, I'm 44. So, uh, like I said, not a ton of people that I know of are this age in the car scene. Uh, so, question we're trying to solve today is <clears throat> how to get old and stay in the car scene. Let's start with you guys because you've already, you've done it. How how <laughs> did you achieve the goal? I, I don't know. I probably speak for gerard and i but like cars were everything to me from before i knew what they were you know what i mean like my parents said that i would just take anything i could get my hand on and like drive it around like and make car noises so like yeah i don't know i've always felt like this was always going to be my my whole life so i couldn't even really imagine what i do without it imagine you're a drug addict and you (laughs) yeah you're into heroin or you know the hardest drug ever and i think you probably have like a maybe a 5% success rate of like kicking that habit. And that's basically it, man. Like I'm a lifer. <laughs> that's it. And, and, and you know, to, to address Ryan's thing of saying I'm an anomaly, I don't, I don't think so, man. Like look at Japan, dude. Like there's like pro drifters that are like 50 years old. It's like they're getting into drifting. Well, not getting into drifting, but getting into the pro scene at like 30 plus. Like I don't, I think it's just maybe uh, in North America or like Canada. Might Canada. be a Canadian thing. Well, I mean, I, mean, I yeah. was going to say, like, we have lots of, we have lots of older customers and like, you know, we have like older local customers and like. Also in uh, Europe, like Europe and Eastern Europe, like if you look at like, you know, Chris Tapps, Lewis and, and like all those, 
I don't know, dudes from like Latvia and like Russia and like, like Eastern Europe, a lot of dudes are, are quite old. Like they're definitely, you know, there's a lot of the young kids and stuff, but I think maybe in, in some places it, you can't be into it if you're that young, cause it might be really expensive. So you can only actually be into it if you have enough money, i.e., yeah. you know, you're, you're established in life. Right. But here it's like every Tom, Dick and Harry has like a 240 or, or a Civic or a, you know, a car basically. So, uh, First, let me say, I don't know any of those people that you're talking about, so they don't count. <laughs> yeah, who the uh, hell is Tom, Dick, or Harry? Yeah, and where do they live in Russia? Uh, no, and but I, I'm sorry, what I'm actually saying is, <laughs> in my life, you're an anomaly. I oh, okay, have any okay. friends that are in your age bracket that still care about import cars. Generally, like I said, you come of age and you drop the frivolous thing that is like car culture it's like all right time to get a mortgage can't probably afford to have my car anymore or getting married maybe i don't have like actually you know what uh marriage is never usually the the out for people but i mean i don't know there's there's like a million there's a million things that can get you out of car culture depends how deep you are in car culture right i bought a boat and i love it now like i love getting out there you know what i mean like oh i bought a motorcycle and like it's it's just so much more exhilarating that a feeling than I've ever had in my car or like, you know, like, oh, now I'm super into flying drones. It's infinitely cheaper and I get to see all these cool things and that, you know, there's just there's like a million distractions kind of, you know. I, think I mean, we've, uh, I think we've just solved how to get people to kick drugs is just to give them a boat. okay but the other thing too then they'll just transport drugs oh yeah no they'll make their money work for them depends on how into cars you are but just generally once you're into cars it's fucking difficult dude like there's endless amounts of work endless amounts of money endless amounts of sacrifice it's not an easy hobby yeah and i mean and then and then you add drifting to the mix man i've done it maybe a few times but i know dudes that like you know travel across the country towing their car with like some clocked out vehicle and like sleep in said vehicle for three nights. They barely got their car together and like they're doing engine swaps across the country and, you know, scrambling to find a block and, you know, literally just doing every possible thing they can to go drifting that day. And that shit gets old real quick, man. You know, it's expensive. It's difficult. It's, it's not that fun. You know, it's, it becomes not really worth it. So then, so then you don't, you know, you want a nicer tow truck. That's a, that's a, that's a young man's game right there. Oh yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Like the more events you go to, you're like, well, maybe I'll rent the hotel for $80 and have a shower and have a bed. And yep. you know what I mean? Like yeah. at, at that point, it seems like a no brainer. What, you know, when you're younger, you're just like, you mean like $80? Hell no. Like, yeah. You're like, shit, that's my that's like tires. tires. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Jack Connolly trying to get to final bout one. Drove his Cressida to chicago so like uh jordan hall and eric zapata both trailer their cars and jack's just street driving his car he gets there has to you know like rebuild his diff because it's (laughs) fucked uh and he made it loved it they drove the event but that was the last time hot boys drove together and i you could kind of see it coming we'll always vividly remember dudes in the parking lot being super into the fact that jack drove his car there 
from Canada and it was a yeah, long that's drive. Sick. That's yeah, so and sick. everyone was sick and they're like, sick dude. And he's like, no, man, it's a bad idea. Like, why did I do this? <laughs> it was almost like in that moment you could see like adulthood click in and be like, man, I'm making weird decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You start looking at your bank account and your other responsibilities in life. It's like, okay, maybe maybe I've kind of exerted the amount of fun that I can have right now. And I need to focus on other aspects of my life because if I keep doing this, I'm going to be in the exact same spot that I was last year or the year before. Yeah. You guys are the kind of the exception to this because I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like there's lots of people who, who are able to make that balance work though. You know, like name three. So the balance of like work, like like family life, drifting and cars, and then job. <laughs> yeah, is that the balance? How I don't know, man. To do it, if you get to the point where you have a wife and kids, uh, Gerard, you have children. I yes. have a child, but I don't drift. But even I struggle with the fact it's like there's a version of me to do media because I loved doing media that at the drop of a hat would pay money to go somewhere to do a thing yeah, and be like, just because I love it. Oh, I'm so passionate about it. But then when I had a kid, I had to actually be like, oh shit, is this like the best idea for my family to be just buggering off yeah. to California for a weekend to shoot an event? My <laughs> kid needs daycare money. But that's life, man. You that know is, what I mean? And, and honestly, I- it's it's for me, it's kind of like, yeah, like what is it that you really truly enjoy? Like, do you truly enjoy like not fucking going there and then, having the daycare money or like do you truly enjoy the experience of shooting that event in california showing your family like a different place eating breakfast in some cool like little nook in california and then coming home and then saying oh that was totally dope we're a little bit further back than we were before the trip but like it was worth it you know what i mean that's kind of always how it's been i never bring my family with me when i go shoot okay well like you were like (laughs) toting my kids around and stuff so no i know i'm saying like i gotta like the way that my income is spread out and a lot of the money for the last three years has been invested in childcare, right? Cause like, yeah, child I mean, childcare is so bloody. Yeah. Expensive. I mean, that, that's, that's the whole other thing though, is we're coming from Vancouver, BC, we're like the second most expensive city to live in the world besides <laughs> Hong Kong. And, and like the other thing is, is everyone's getting out of cars because you, you can't even have a car here right now. So yeah. What's the point of having a car when you can't even drive your car here right now? What's and like, like I said, know, that's one of those difficulties. Okay, so so there's the drifting people that, you know, slept in their car, you know, literally turned two weeks of their life upside down so they could do one event. Like, you know, there's all that. But then there's the dudes that just want to have a fucking exhaust or lower their car or have cool wheels on it. And they still get hassled. And then you got a VI, which is, you know, vehicle inspection. And then you got to like get it inspected and pay the ticket and, you know, endless amounts of crap. So then you put it back to stock and then you modify it again and you get caught again. It's like, how many times are you going to do that to you? Like, you know what? I'm over it. Buy a BMW that's stock and leave it. And then you'll still get pulled over (laughs) right now. Still get pulled over. Yeah, exactly. It it like literally doesn't even matter. This is a thing that happens in other, and maybe it is just a Canadian thing. Uh, But like I have one of the guys that helped start Dota Logic just got tired of what the car scene had become in Saskatchewan. And I was like, this isn't for me anymore. I don't care about it. And they just went and bought a newer forerunner. He's like, this is what I'm into now. And he was one of the guys that helped get me into cars. It isn't just a Vancouver. I I think that's been a huge thing too, though. That whole like overland 
thing. It's that's just another way to spend your money modifying a vehicle that is maybe more practical for your new family. It's bigger and you can put them in the back and you can take them more places and it's safer and newer and you can go anywhere, you know, but it's still like the same joy of buying the fucking wheels and buying the fucking snorkel and all that shit, you know? Lift kit. Yeah. Bumpers and fucking rotopacks and Mac. The shovels and the fucking <laughs> shovels. Ladders and on the back. Radios. CBs and fuck. Yeah, exactly. Ditch lights and... <laughs> Big like, antenna. It's, it's it's still like modifying your car, but somehow slightly more acceptable. Yeah, it is yeah. still the world of modification, but it, it's still not cars, though, right? At the end of the day, it's not the it's same very thing. Practical. It's the same. I don't yeah, know. it's exactly the same thing. There, I think part of cars, especially what we're into, there's a definite impracticality about it. That's Buddy, how practical is a six-inch lifted, like, like I don't know, solid axle, whatever, on forties. I don't you know, know, but I don't need to like slow down and watch out for speed bumps in that car. <laughs> like, no, you definitely don't. But you have to deal with like death wobble on the highway and like, yeah, you know, going around a corner at like 40k and like <clears throat> impossibly terrible fuel economy or like, you know, it reads brake pads and rotors and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. runner, I'll just, just do that. Um, when I talk about this from my experience. It's not people that have built like extreme versions like that. Like it's actually way more like mild toned down. Yeah, like basic 33s with like, I don't know, drawers and like backtracks. Maybe like or not even that. <laughs> like maybe just a roof rack and some new wheels. And <laughs> a roof rack? What are you putting on that roof rack, bro? Just the look. Just the Yeah. No, 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 no. You need an awning. Okay. First of all, you need the awning. You're just putting the looks that you get from the peasants you drive by on that roof rack. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe you're being devil's advocate a little bit. I don't know. I, I will say one thing. Like uh, uh, before, when I was, let's say, like 18 through 24, it was cars, like cars and partying. That was the only thing I spent my money on, like having a good time and then going drifting, like modifying my car buying all sorts of like sets of wheels like it didn't really matter you know um but now like that i'm a bit older i do have like a truck and i have a motorcycle and i have a scooter and i have all this other stupid shit and i have another car a stupid car yeah i have a shitty car yeah exactly i just have all this stupid shit that takes up my time and my energy and brain space and bank space and it, you know, like you just get drawn a bit out. You also things, have, you know? you really also have a business. <laughs> you guys are also running a business. That's actually like the elephant in the room for this one. Yeah, you guys are running a business. Your proximity to the car scene, I would say, has somewhat of a direct effect. It's a necessity almost yeah, for us, honestly. Yeah. Like if yeah. I'm not driving a cool car, nobody gives a shit about Serial 9 or like me or whatever. Or, or if, like, if I'm not taking pictures of a cool car, or if I'm not working on a cool car, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, you guys are the first people that I've come across that can do grassroots drifting and have it have some sort of ROI to it. And I mean, honestly, like let's let's just kind of dial it back a bit here. Like I didn't drift for eight years. Like when I started this company or, you know, whatever, had a kid and this and that, like I was yeah, I pretty much out of cars for a long time. Like it was, it was super sad. I felt like, a, I felt like a, 
like an empty shell of myself. I was driving a 2001 Civic, completely Civic, stock, yeah. you know, and then I finally got the Stagia, which was kind of sick for my family, modified that a little bit. And I started, you know, feel it again and it was cool. And then, you know, fast forward to whatever, 2019 and, you know, built the resto, did all that stuff. Yeah. So it was a long time that we had to sacrifice uh, in order to get back to where we were. I don't know. Kevin sort of always had something. Didn't you? I had the Celsius while you were building up that like GS and then you got the Aristo. I still had like the Celsius, but um, yeah. I also hadn't drifted in a long, maybe it was like seven years yeah. or something. But yeah, it was kind of an equal amount of time, kind of for that same reason. It was just, we're trying to like build the company. Neither of us <laughs> had a drift car at the time and it just, it didn't, it didn't really make sense. But then, then we were kind of like, you know, we've been working on this for a while and like, we got to kind of get back to our roots, which is drifting a big part of that was we were just like yeah you know we're gonna stop sponsoring other people who we're not seeing any return from and yeah. sponsor ourselves so we can just go to an event and be our own marketing so right solid investment yeah. works out in the end it was it was the best investment i ever made <laughs> and, and honestly like realistically like yeah so like you're gonna have a parts company and not have cars to put the parts on it makes absolutely no sense nobody's gonna like think your shit's dope when you don't even run your own stuff it doesn't make sense right so it is very important for us to have these cars and to test these parts and to, to go drifting i mean we have other people that you know obviously we sponsor and stuff but there's you can never ever get the job done the same unless you're doing it yourself what i think is not being said and coming back to the point of how do you get yeah. old is there's actually a sense of like the delay of gratification right so i think a lot of people start staring down the barrel of, oh my God, I have so many responsibilities coming up. It's like, I'm just going to get rid of this car. You know, the Alteza is probably worth a decent chunk of change. The Aristo would have been worth a decent chunk of change. And it's m money sitting there that you're, if you're not doing a thing with, you can just be like, okay, out the door you go. Uh, yeah. Focus your priorities. But what you guys actually did was you took the time away from a thing. And instead of just being like, I'm fully done, you more like were strategic about how you would come back to it later. I think just a lot of people leave and don't ever think about how they're going to come back, right? It's very short-sighted. I mean, in my opinion, the bottom line is those people weren't really that into cars anyways, right? You know, it comes to a point where it's like a lot of cars get sold because, okay, you need a mortgage, so you need a down payment, so you're selling that car. That's 20, 30K in, in basically bullshit that you've wasted your life on and you drive it like, I don't know, six to 10 times a year. So now you got a down payment or, you know, you get married, you know, you got to, I don't know, maybe you're having a kid. Pay for the wedding. Yeah. Whatever it may be. Like you said, man, that car is, I mean, is there's a million reasons. It's right. a luxury that you, yeah. So for me, I can say from my experiences, when I had my daughter, huh. uh, I think maybe I was old enough and had owned enough cars to realize I was like, hey, what will likely happen and how can I avoid that? And so yeah. I catch a lot of shit for not driving my car. And I get that. That's warranted. But also part of the reason I did it was because if it was in my face every day, I would probably be more actively thinking about the amount of money that it's worth. I don't think about that car every day because it's out of sight, out of mind. But I did that on purpose, knowing that, okay, I'm going to do this for like five years and that car is still going to be there and I'm still going to care about it. Yeah. And yeah. I also knew that if I sold that car. That's entry, the end of it. Yeah. That's like, what's my re-entry? It's yeah. like I'm building a car that I care less about. So then it might as yeah. well be over. And that was. But also like 
you know, are you ever going to have that pool of money that you can just take out and spend on a car? No, never again. <laughs> Especially exactly. when the JDM cars are worth so much money now. It's like, yeah, oh, you're going to buy an Aristo for 40 grand? <laughs> yeah, it's way harder now, though. It's like looking, it's like, oh, it might be worth $19,000. You start doing the math and you're like, well, what the fuck am I going to buy? It's like I can't get into anything that I actually care about for that. T35 sedan. Nobody <laughs> wants that. Get that out Everybody of my life. Everybody wants that. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, you want an FRS. I know you want an FRS, man. Come on. Yeah. We're, Ryan already said that's what he would get. He's like, I get the FRS. I'd learn how to drive properly. I guess that's the thing. It's like you start looking at the dollar signs that you can get for your car, the responsibilities that you have. Uh, and then also it's becomes, it becomes old, right? Like the, the amount of work and like you said, return that's on what I mean, it, it's not instant gratification, which like, I feel like is, is the ticket of the day. Yeah. Cars take time. You have to, you have to learn about all the different aspects and all the different systems and how they work just because you have this Toyota doesn't mean it's the same as that Toyota. And the Toyota is not the same as the Nissan. And like the Nissan's not the same as the Lotus and like, they're all different. They all have little intricacies about them. It's a long game of, of love with cars. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people have that anymore or right, no, or I mean, it's, it's easy when that. you're, you know, when you're young and your crew all have cool cars and you build your cars and you go to a few shows, maybe you, you know, maybe you're in a drifting, you hit a few drift events, you, you know, you bang doors with your friends, super sick. You go to, you know, like a DUI weekend or some sort of drift weekend and it's like partying in cars and it's like super awesome and then it's like you know you, you get a bit older and you're kind of like well shit man like I, I don't know it's not that cool anymore and then maybe you just weren't really that into cars you hey, know i disagree i still <laughs> like getting fucked up with my friends at drift events <laughs> but no i, I mean if I, I can totally see gerard's point of view though it's like if you're some dude who's just having a good time then that's having a good time and then you know what i mean and then it's all of a sudden now you're it's not as much fun because you've done all that shit or maybe one guy gets out of it and then it's like oh like mikey's not into cars anymore or like alfred's not into cars and it just like now you know now he buys a boat and now you know now he's like oh shit now there's 10 girls on my (laughs) boat every weekend all his buddies like well shit like i'm gonna buy a boat and then they're all out of cars now because they bought boats or something i mean or they just all like diffuse in, in other ways you know one guy gets a corporate job and like can't drive his ridiculous fucking drift car anymore i had that with my 180 driving that to like my profession and being like <laughs> why am i driving this car i've told you guys the stories before but it had like the the blog roll on the back of all the other blogs that i liked and it had like <laughs> you know one of them had a swear word in it you know it's like we don't see a lot of serial fucking nine anymore you know (laughs) yeah yeah and and i just remember looking maybe we'll bring it back maybe we'll bring it back uh and i just remember looking at that car and being like it's not very apparent that like because it was a 180 and it was kind of beat at that point a little bit and i was just like it's not even very apparent that i'm into cars it's just kind of like i look like a bit of a duster A duster? Yeah. <laughs> the fuck is a duster? You know, it's the best. We're all gonna start saying duster now. Um you mean a dirt bag? No, no, I was a duster. <laughs> Not okay. a dirt bag. Explain uh, this duster to me. I don't know. It's just like uh what do you, you can't explain it? Yeah. A dirt bag. Because no, a dirt bag's a different thing. Like a dirt I wasn't like Good. stealing my grandma's a, money for like a drift skid. wind <laughs> tickets. <laughs> 
That's no, a dirt just... bag. A duster is like a person's <laughs> dead weight. They're a duster. It's, you know, like you got dust under things that are useless. It wasn't even that the car was like awful, awful. It was just in the context of working, like I work at a tech company in the context of working at a tech company. You should be riding a bike. Well, but it was in Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah, but you should be riding a bike. Uh, or driving a Prius. My dad lets me borrow the Prius when I go back to Saskatchewan. And that is what I drive to that office when I go back. <laughs> um, it was just kind of out of place and seemed maybe more juvenile than being a grown-up. I think uh, yeah. Gerard and I have both been pulled over in our Cressidas in our work parking lot. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> I have, and I'm pretty sure Gerard Yeah, I did. I have for sure for drifting too. <laughs> I got a VI. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah he, yeah, he didn't give me a VI or anything, but he, uh, he came, yeah, I basically drifted the corner in front of my work, parked the car, went inside, and the cop came inside. I was like, who owns that yellow car? And I had to go out, and luckily he was a cool dude that had Harleys and tattoos, and he was like, yo, how much power does this thing make? <laughs> but other than that, he was like, yo, don't do that. For me, it was like 7 in the morning, and I was holding out of a little side street right by my work, and there was a car coming, and I was like, Oh shit, it was one of those moments where you kind of pull out and you're like a deer in the headlights. I'm like, ah, oh, I got to keep going. So I kind of gun it, drift a little bit on the road and like, sure, shit, that was a cop car. And I'm like, oh, I'll just keep going. And I, I'm like, I'll just make it to work. It'll be okay. Like, and then, you know, obviously it wasn't okay. And it's just like, that was like, it had a cage at that time. And he was just like, like what, what the is fuck this is thing? this thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is this thing, man? And like, what was that? And I was like, well, you know, you caught me off guard. And he was like, man, you you got to get this thing inspected. Oh. And I mean, that's the thing too, is like, you know, back when you're younger and stuff, like shit doesn't matter. You like, first thing you do is rip the fucking interior out. And then you're like, oh, I don't have door handles. I don't, you know, I don't have carpet. I don't have cup holders. I don't need power windows. I don't need a stereo. I don't need any of that shit. And then it's like, well, you get a bit older and you're kind of like, well, I, you know, power windows, is, they're kind of tight. You know, I like power yeah. windows. Oh, keyless entry. I bought entry. a car with power windows. Like, yeah. Might yeah. as well oh. keep them. I read a, th- I was reading a thread the other day about somebody who wanted to buy a Forerunner, but it didn't come with uh, heated seats. And he was like, "Look, my wife and I both believe heated seats are a necessity to this vehicle. <laughs> How do I get heated seats in a, in a brand new Forerunner and like an SR5 or whatever?" And it was uh, you go to Cantire, you buy the shit, you plug it into your cigarette lighter. <laughs> Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, but then that is that what they want? It was funny because it was like I think they were going from a Sorrento, and it was oh obviously that has like some version of bells and whistles because it has to to sell that yeah, vehicle. The only way someone would actually buy it yeah. to go to like this like kind of bare bones forerunner. And but then that is kind of your point. You get older and you start looking at the trade off for the luxuries in a vehicle compared to mm, maybe the power windows are good. Maybe maybe the seats should be comfortable it's like you get sick of calling your friends to fucking bail you out it's like yo man my like battery doesn't <laughs> oh, work dude. anymore my my alternator belt fucked up yo my tranny just blew up again or like my tire debeated you know endless amount of stuff and it's yeah. like i just want a car that fucking gets me to work and like go home or i just want a car that works i could i could never ever ever understand people who would drive a camry uh, it didn't make any sense to me and now like I, like i might as well get a camry tattoo like i'll just like a shout camry from the mountaintop i tell everybody just to buy a camry it's know? funny because like, i had that camry before kevin and i was like dude yeah. just seriously just get this camry it's like the best car in the world he's like and, no, fuck like, that, and mike, man. like mikey like yeah yeah 
I turned everybody like, on to Camry forever. And then like, he was like, yo, like I'm beyond Camry now. Bought that like G35, total <laughs> lemon. And then was just like, man, like should have never sold that Camry. Like, you know, like, <laughs> there yeah. is a part of me. And maybe this is another part of getting old. I really like the new Camry. So sick. Two yeah. tone. Dude, like, I have a few in my neighborhood. There's like the, there's one TRD one. And and then there's like a couple like the crazy ones. Man, they look so dope, man. And I've like priced them out for fun. And I'm like, what am I fucking doing? It's 300 horsepower. Yeah. At least. At 301. Least, yeah. yeah, like, you know, Camrys <laughs> are tight when they have exhaust valves and shit now. It's like, what? <laughs> this is not like your mom's Camry. Like they have that Camry hybrid, like the 2011 or whatever it was, Camry hybrid. Yeah. Like super sick looking car. Yeah, yeah, I do want a hybrid for my daily next. See, these maybe are that's, all maybe old that's how you, maybe that's that. how you get old in the car scene is you get a 2011 Camry hybrid and you fucking donk it out. Say, I didn't realize that they made the next gen of crowns that are becoming legal come in hybrids, and I was yes, like, yo, that's cool. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with me? I mean, I, I mean, I feel like that's a you're thing a normal too. person in modern society. I feel. Nothing I is don't want to be Kevin. I don't want to be. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like okay, so you got this ridiculous quote unquote drift car that you've like basically taken this perfectly good car and just destroyed it to the point of it's a piece of shit now, just so that it's a sick drift car. Whereas like you didn't really need to take any of that stuff out. And I, I kind of feel like that's sort of like maybe a Japanese thing versus an American thing. Like Japanese, it seems like okay, you have a car slightly modified and you go drifting. It's not like you just completely change the car or destroy it or strip it out or build it or whatever and then go drifting it's like you just drift what you have anyway so now you have this car that's like totally stupid so you get a daily and then you're like this daily i don't give a shit about it it sucks but then as you drive it more just like the camry you're like man this thing's like pretty nice it's comfortable like dario works like the power windows work like okay so that was me with the te i had the te and i bought the alteza to take the motor and transmission and put in the te it's like sick i'm gonna have a corolla wagon with the beams but then i started driving the alteza and it had a key fob and it had power windows and it had a doubled in stereo and it had air conditioning. And I'm just, and it was like, kind of fast. I was like, yo, you know, this, this thing's pretty sick. And then I, I was just like, yo, I'm going to sell the tea because the, <laughs> you know, cause the price was, cause kind of, that was like the early thing though. Those were going up in market a little bit, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, the amount I can get for this car. This car I think we're kind of getting to the point of convincing people how to leave the scene instead <laughs> of like, how to, <laughs> we've just spent like the last few minutes talking about <laughs> like how dope Camrys are, which is like <laughs> no, but a I mean, like, show of our age. But it also is a pretty convincing sales pitch to be like, ignore the thing you're passionate about and get a Camry. So w- how do you find the balance between like, yo, that Camry's dope, but also I have this stupid car that like most people don't understand. I, I mean, I don't know. I was going to say it's like a slippery slope. Also, I don't really know because I'm, you know, but it seems like in America, you just have your drift car and you have your trailer and then you have your truck, which is your daily. And then you have your fucking, you know, your dirt bike and you have whatever else you have. It, you know, it is what it is. Like, it's just like another, <laughs> it's just like another toy. Right, you know, to to some people, maybe it's not like the lifelong hobby or passion, you know. Yeah, yeah, we are That's talking true. about it like it's awful to leave, and I think it's it is fine if you've outgrown it. Yeah. I think sometimes though, the other side of that is the dudes that have a cool car and then sell it and then continue to like post about the old car that they had, just being like, "Oh, had it all," and it's like, "Yeah," and people told you that, <laughs> and then you sold it. 
stop whining about yeah. it. Like you had a dope car. It's, this is dumb to say, but like the $15,000 and I've had friends that have done this, that have sold their cars and it seemed like a lot of money at the time. And they're like, you know, in hindsight, that money went real fast and now I have nothing to show for it. Like it's yeah, totally. gone. Like, and I could have always found does, more yeah. money, but I can't find that car again. Absolutely. That's a hundred percent. You get, you ever get any amount of money, it just nickels and dimes away, you know, like you never are like, Unless you spend it right away on yeah. something, you know, unless you're like, I need this amount of money I'm selling the car for to do this. And then you do that with all of that money. It always just vanishes. Yeah. I mean, sell a V160 and buy a truck and a motorcycle. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way to do it. Uh, for everyone that has a V160, just kicking around. Uh, <laughs> so that plays into what we're saying. I think a little bit of there's, a price point attached to it, but maybe it's not actually that valuable to sell. Like maybe there is a point. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like, like it's better just to keep it. But the thing is, yeah. Like a lot of people don't have the space to store a drift car for one or two or five years. You know what I mean? Or like that, that is one thing. It is, it is a vast amount of space. Right. Like, yeah. Cause I was just thinking like, Oh, the, you know, there's tons of things that you can have that you're, you don't need to sell. So you just don't, you know, but a car is, yeah. Like it's a very large, thing kevin you said a thing before we hit record which was funny yeah. but also uh i think probably to a point very like accurate going back to like how you guys have managed to stay in cars and you said something to the extent to just anchor every point of your life to cars so you can't <laughs> leave or it's <laughs> like com- completely immerse yourself around cars so there's no possible way to ever get out even if you wanted to you know you make the choices in life and like some people make good choices and bad choices whatever that may mean to you but like if you're going to get married and stuff like i know a lot of dudes that got married and their you know their significant other was just like yo that shit's stupid like drifting's dumb and like you're wasting all this money blah 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 or you get a wife that's like yo dope let's go drifting you know i'm into that i'm happy that you have a passion and like they support it but if you don't have that it's definitely a lot easier for you know guy number one who has an unsupportive wife or whatever to to get out of drifting it's not going to last too long if your wife or significant others not down with drifting or cars or spending all your money yeah i remember being out drifting and like we'd all have to stop and like everyone would like turn their engines off because like buddy was getting a phone call from his <laughs> girlfriend and he was said he was at home asleep, but like, no, he's out drifting. But like, so everyone had to be quiet and like, oh, yeah, wow. you know, yeah. Same thing. It's just like, man, like that, like that's the life you're living. Like the person that you supposedly care the most about and want to share your life with, like you can't even tell them what you're doing. Like, yeah. Or like they, they, what kind of life is that? Or they don't respect your passion or whatever you're into enough to make an effort to, to like, I don't know, not even be into it, but just to acknowledge it and sort of like accept it or maybe support it even a bit, you know, or support the fact that like, that's what you're passionate about. Like, you know what I mean? Support you, not really support the drifting, but just support you. I will say this. I, my wife understands that the vehicle downstairs is worth money. And I think that, (laughs) and I should also reiterate to everyone who doesn't know a thing about me i don't actually drift but i just have this like semi-expensive jdm car and she fully knows that it's worth like a decent amount of money and we could do other things with it and she will say she's like hey like 
I know that the car down there is worth money and I never tell you to sell it. It would make our lives easier, but I don't expect you to do it. But she's very <laughs> aware of like the dollar amount. But she's, you know, obviously that is a thing. Uh, so to your point, how to get old and be into cars is maybe make sure that the, if it's a thing that you're really into is you have the support system. For yeah. It yeah. Well. For like sure, man. Around, yeah. Like, I remember back when I was young, like telling girls right in the beginning, I'd be like, if you're ever going to make me choose between like you or my car, I'm just going to choose my car. So like, if that's going to be a problem, that's going to be a problem. And like, now, you know, tonight I wrote a song about you, I think. (laughs) That doesn't impress me much. That doesn't impress me much. I had a girl, I had a girlfriend one time and, uh, I had started seeing her, whatever. And, and this is when we had the yellow crescent. And we used to go down PGP all the time. And I was getting ready for the weekend. And I went and got pick, picked up tires and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, yeah, what'd you do today? I'm like, oh, yeah, I went and picked up tires. And I, and I got this and fuel. And and then uh, she's like, oh, yeah. Like, what does all that cost? And I'm like, um, I mean, I'll probably spend like, I don't know, seven to $900 this weekend. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? You go to Mexico for that much. I'm like, uh, yeah, never even thought of that. Like. <laughs> But yeah, like I, I got a truck full of tires and, and I'm going to go drift this weekend. It's going to be so sick. And she's just you like, know, Dude, you don't have a list. truck. You got a trunk full of tires. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had the MPV. So I guess it was a van uh, full of tires. Um, yeah, but yeah, what she, it is, Gerard. she was just like, what the hell? <laughs> like Mexico or drifting for one weekend. I was just like, well, honestly, that's that, that is something that like, as I've gotten older, I've thought about a bunch too. It's not even that it's just, all right, I can go through the amount of tires in one weekend that like a family <laughs> would go through in like a decade. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially you know, if you get a sick like, car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're just shredding, right? That That's like a kind of like boggling thing to think about, you know? So how do Sometimes, you switch that off in your mind? How do you get rid of that sense of reason? I mean, I mean, honestly, I feel like the older I get, it it does it does play a role. You're just kind of like, man, like you're like this is a very wasteful sport. It's very wasteful to like money and like mechanical yeah. things, and like you just destroy cars and you know. But it's just so fun, especially if you're remotely good at it. It's like not only is it just like your enjoyment, you're like practicing something that you you're proficient at, and like you do a move or you do something, and it's like it's rewarding. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's it's like the ultimate symbiosis of like man and machine. Like, you know what I mean? It's like the skate park, but more. It's like it, instead of like you and this inanimate object, it's you and this fully functioning mechanical thing. And you know what I mean? Like you're controlling it at the limit. It's just like a such a gratifying feeling. Right. Yeah. But like, But I want to know when you're burning tires, because now there's a part in your mind where you're like, oh, fuck, this would have lasted like a regular family, like three years or whatever. Yeah. How do you switch that part off? Or is it just your gratification? Put the fucking it's pedal more, to the It's floor. more the other way. It's like I sometimes <laughs> I got, I, 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 sometimes that part just gets switched on. Most of the time it's switched off. Like what do you For mean? I'll just, do like, a burn, I'll, just, I'll just do a burnout on the daily just because. Like I don't, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> if you're truly into cars, that's, you know, that's just what you enjoy, man. Like you can't, you can't not dump the clutch. And I mean, for me, it's like, I think about that for like a millisecond and then I, you know, pop the clutch or clutch kick it or go sideways. And I'm just like, this is the best fucking thing in the world. Like, you know what I mean? Just worth it. Uh, no, that's fair. It's right? like I said, man, it's like heroin. It's like, I'm not that I've ever done it. I'm just saying like for, for those guys that live on the streets and like, you know, go to 
scour back alleys and back. And that's exactly the same thing, man. Like we just need. To, like, I don't know do if it's exactly burnout. the same. Yeah, I don't really know that it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks not. I thought you were gonna make like a cool like they live on the street and my heart's in the street type yeah. analogy. Of, no, like, you're like you're not homeless, Gerard. No, you what have I'm a saying, home and a happy what I'm saying is, is the. What the fuck up? I'm saying the addiction yeah. to to do that is the level is the same. Like, like yeah, you can think, think about all these things. Physically addicted to doing burnouts. Are you're you not? not gonna, like, I don't know. Are you gonna get? Are you gonna get burnout sick? You're gonna start convulsing. How okay? How how long has it? How long can we go at the shop without doing a burnout? Like it's fucking. Well, not I mean, two like, weeks. that's because we have no self control. Because you're addicted. Different thing, though. That's a different (laughs) thing than being addicted to drugs. (laughs) Also, you started this with "I've never done crack or coke," but I imagine it's the same. It probably isn't. I don't think you're gonna throw up if you don't do a burnout. Okay, but you. It's like, oh I my just, god, uh, someone put Gerard in his car so we can do a burnout. <laughs> we stop throwing yeah, exactly. up. Oh, he's getting the shakes. I just meant obviously the need to do these things yeah, is, like, is 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 similar to like, a drug addict. Here's how um, I would... imagine like imagine like a person who needs like an EpiPen shot. <laughs> and that's you because you haven't done a burnout, and then we get you in the car and you start doing a burnout, and then you're totally fine. <laughs> like that's no, I'm good what you just described. But I mean, Gerard a Medi Alert bracelet that says like if he passes out, he has to do it. Yeah, if passed out, do me do but, okay. But listen, but listen to this. So like, like Kevin has been in the shop, and I fire up my motorcycle, and I like rev it to the moon, and Kevin's just like fucking pissed out of his brain because like Gerard what the fuck are you doing and I like have to fire up my motorcycle that's louder than shit and just like rev the living shit out of it because like I haven't heard it in like a month or two like it's just right. you have to do it you I'm know? not that's gonna just... tell you how you feel about a thing because I don't understand and I've also never done crack cocaine so I but don't have you not age out of cars it's just be so into it that it's yeah, impossible to I age think, out I think that's the thing so I uh, number one don't be into drugs if you're into drugs you won't yeah. have money for cars there you go <laughs> can't yeah you, but if you're into cars you won't have money for drugs so I think splitting your interests this is this is a bold thing to say and I could be wrong between cars and me. drugs just anything <laughs> like if you split your interests between yeah. cars and like bicycles like there's a, there is a sense that like a lot of guys I know that are into cars or are into a thing, uh, you know, or if, or if they're into sneakers or whatever, they're like hyper focused on that one thing. Stamps, Pokemon, Pokemon <laughs> stamps. <laughs> um, Those go hand in hand, bro. Royal Dalton dolls. Yeah, there yeah. you go. But if you're collecting, you into China? Uh, I love China, man. <laughs> But no, if you're hyper focused on a thing and you start deviating and like you have like you're into an array of things, it's probably harder to maintain it's harder to support the one passion if you have a bunch of yeah. passions, right? Like totally. One hundred percent. So like, like you you don't you're not supporting one hundred percent with your wallet, you're not supporting one hundred percent with your heart with your time with you know with anything so so the next point is if you want to get old in the car scene is don't be a well-rounded person <laughs> yes exactly i don't know man I, there's dudes that are hella into art and like i don't know yeah music and and they're it's super into cars true. i'm just joking but push come to shove i'll probably i will like choose car culture before any of the other 
things that I dip my toe into, right? Like stamps. Uh, stamps. I do love a good stamp. Uh, stamps and spoons, buddy. But being a guy that does media, it's like I have to, I do try to balance both, like having a car that I care about and then like having to invest in equipment and stuff like that. And I never invested in equipment and I probably suffered because of that like I never really fully pursued being like just a straight up media guy I always thought it was very important to have a car as well you were so, investing in yourself I never yeah, invested investing in, in what you love. didn't that's why you failed yeah <laughs> just kidding and now I'm here listening to my friend old blood burnout he uh, <laughs> goes into <laughs> withdrawals and gets the shakes um dude you should yeah, do a okay. burnout in your parking garage Ryan oof Let's do that. So what have we discovered? If you want to get old in the scene, tether yourself to cars. <clears throat> I feel get a support system. Get a support system. Don't do drugs. <laughs> Even part of the reason I wanted to do this podcast with you guys is because during the pandemic, my proximity to cars has been like vastly cut off. Uh, so having a chance to create something that is automotive inspired means a thing to me. So In the podcast. Yeah, and the podcast is like, oh, I can like talk about cars. I have like a scheduled time every week that I get to go talk to people. It's like an AA meeting. It's a reverse AA meeting for (laughs) Gerard speak. It's Automotives Anonymous. I think that that is the thing. It's like when I'm not around it, I definitely, I miss it a ton and then like have to figure out a way to get back to it or like cope with it, I guess. To cope with it. I don't. Well, know. I mean, I don't know. You're having withdrawals. <laughs> the fact that we're not having events right now is like, in like the heat of COVID, we were still able to have drift events, like limited people drift events. But uh, right now, there's no drift events at all. So, like, bro, speak for yourself. There's an event in my uh, industrial park every every time I drive home. Yeah, <laughs> kidding. Yeah, but that's a medical <laughs> prescription because if he doesn't do it, <laughs> yeah, we'll have exactly. to take him to the hospital. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's when like the cop pulls you over and like you're there's smoke pouring out your window and you're like, yo, it's medicinal. And he's like, sir, this is a burnout. <laughs> oh, good. Man, so many of our friends in there are selling their cars, their trailers, their trucks, literally selling everything. And I, I mean, I I assume that's partially to do with COVID and the fact that like who even knows when we're having another event and it's like so yeah you have this car this trailer this truck everything sort it's, of sitting it feels there. like we're in the perfect like fucking tornado or perfect storm i guess is the term you can't have a car on the street right now because of the super strict police regulations there's no events going on right now mm-hmm. and then like the covid price like jump yeah so it's like you, you have this car that you can't there's no there's no track driving there's no street driving and it's worth a shit ton of money and it's been sitting there you know for six months or more and you know but then that's counter to what we were saying right it's like we said like you guys managed to stay in it because you had this delay of gratification and now to kevin's point there's a ton of like immediate gratification sitting right in front of everyone (laughs) the real thing here is just keep your eye on the prize you know (laughs) like you got to see past the the one year you have to learn to play the long game instead of the short game it's pretty crazy to see dudes that are like you know doing full builds like pistons rods you know turbo setups standalones roll cages arrow paint four sets of wheels then all of a sudden they're like nah i'm over it 
it's like, whoa, that's yeah. pretty crazy, you know? You yeah. think that's because like they cut off more than than they can chew? Like they've got like, I mean, maybe they just the they're just, they're just not that into it, man. Maybe they're into it. It's it's a short term thing. They're they're into it because their friends are into it. It's like it's like clubbing. But I mean, I don't know. Like maybe like maybe that dude sold that one hundred that he just did everything to, and now building a fucking Silverado, and you know he's gonna make it squat, and then you know, and then the next thing he's gonna you know now he's now he's building a drift vet or something, you know, like I mean, honestly, in my opinion though, that that's not how it goes, man. People sell their stuff and they just kind of get out of cars. Like that is sort of what we're talking about too. It's like yeah. they're not they're not making a lateral move. They're like just getting out of it there's those people that do hop from thing to thing to thing to thing like i don't know like that's that's totally fine it's like you know what i mean like you want to you want to taste from every cup you know <laughs> and that, that is what it is and it's just like right. i found i found the fountain that i like and i'm just gonna chug you know <laughs> you got and you got the right cup on the first try and you've just been chugging or tried any um, other cups till now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but here's the thing. No, to Gerard's point, there are the people that get super into a thing and they're like really far in it and then they get out. And I wonder if it's just because like maybe there is that like real moment of realization where it's like this is consuming everything or I bit off more than I can chew or it's like, man, I'm into like this car that should be worth five thousand dollars like i'm into it for 20 grand like this is ridiculous i better walk away like there is that sense that switch that kevin you said it rarely turns on for you but then (laughs) it like turns on for people and they're like man i'm really in this it's a lot of frustration and it's all consuming i'm just gonna walk away from it and i've had friends that do that they take on a build that they can't handle and And then they bounce because it's like, it's deterring, I guess, to not succeed. And it's easier to quit than to keep going. Also worth mention, perhaps, I mean, not so much in our scene, but I bet you with like, maybe like the car show or like the, just the the stands type scene too, is like, um, there probably are some relatively toxic environments within the car scene or the car. You know what I mean? Like politics, there's like, you build your car this way, or like maybe you're part of this crew or that crew, or like maybe people are building cars so progressively that you can't keep up because you don't make as much money as them. So you get all depressed about it. You know, there's all sorts of that type of stuff too, that we haven't even sort of talked about. Right. Yeah. Like the, the, compa- the, yeah. we do live in an age of comparison. So you go on Instagram and you have to compare yourself to every other build or every yeah. other person. And- yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you're not super exactly. into cars, but you got into cars and like maybe that fame or that, those likes or whatever are your are your jam and then all of a sudden like you're not getting that many likes because like you can't roll with the big dogs that there's always going to be someone better than you and then maybe yeah. you know maybe you're just like you know what fuck this I don't, i'm i'm literally living my whole life to like have this ridiculous car that i don't even really enjoy driving all right so you takeaways are port system financial obviously helps delaying gratification um, having Thanks. realistic um goals like i feel like if you throw everything into into drifting or into cars like super fast and like you know you you can get burnt out but like maybe if you just take it as it is like maybe you don't need your car to be so ridiculous like instantly like you can actually ride it out a bit and you know enjoy it in smaller doses uh and then it's a more it has a bit more longevity i don't know that is that is to me uh by almost by definition close to the sense of delaying gratification it's like okay 
yeah. sense of like, hey, I'm going to build a car flat out right away. And it's going to be all these things to all these people, including me. And I'm not going to get burnt out. So you're like, you're saying that. when you find like an entire brick of heroin, you just do small doses yeah. and extend it out. So like over a long period of time, you're like, no, like I'm fully about heroin. Where if you tried <laughs> to do the entire brick of heroin all at once, you just die and be like, no, heroin wasn't for me. Yeah. So that's, that's, how, exactly that's how you get into it. cars. Think... You just kind of like give or yourself a little dose of cars over a long time. But if you like <laughs> just try and go too hard into cars, they'll just burn out and be out of it. We've had a lot <laughs> of fun at the expense of drug addiction today. <laughs> um, no, I think that's exactly it. And that is one of the things that all of us have in common is that I think we've come to points in our lives where we've been like, okay, hey, there's something else that takes priority, but we didn't bail on it there's a bunch of different ways to go about this and this is maybe just canadian specific but i think there it's possible man could be i think it kind of is and the other thing i was going to say right well i just kind of thought right now is a bit too is like is it our is it completely specific to our generation because i was like well all right well like think about all the old dudes there's tons and tons of old dudes who are into cars yeah when i used to work at that was that just a function of them being able to like have the car and they went to college and they like worked at summer and they paid for their college and then they bought a house and like all of a sudden it was worth 10 times more than they bought it for and then it was worth 60 times more than they bought it for and like of course they could afford to have the car they bought when they were 16 they they never had any financial burden or need to sell it or whatever you know like yeah because the house was 20 grand yeah so like i don't know is this just a generational thing and a regional thing like yeah, that's. I mean, point. yeah, I'll say that. Sorry, go on. No, no, I was just gonna say that's a that's a real deep cut there, Kevin. You really got <laughs> right to the socioeconomic <laughs> core. Some baby boomers gonna listen to this and be mad at us. Uh, Why? No, we looked at like, the analytics. There's no baby boomers. Oh, good. <laughs> Fuck you, baby boomers. You ruined everything. Uh, no, they because you would listen to this and be like, oh, we're we're pinning it on them. But yeah, so just by the sheer economics of everything, they have been in positions to do the things that you just described where it's probably a lot harder now for people to balance the money pit that is cars and regular life. All right. So that's real depressing. So um, (laughs) I hope you guys are enjoying these podcasts. Uh, If you guys have any questions or comments, just feel free to, you know, give them to us, Uh, check out our merch, check out our site. Send Gerard a burnout video so he doesn't. Yeah. There you go. Doesn't get the shakes. All right, you guys. uh, Thanks for listening to today's episode. We will be back next week with episode six. And yeah, all right. Good chat, you guys. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you later, everyone. Hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening to Serial Podcast 9. 